Welcome back <laughs> to the decom boom. <laughs> hey guys, it's me Sarah. <laughs> This is our first ever Halloween episode. It's some um, Monstober for those who remember. Oh my god, Monstober. Did it ever Monstober. have a different name? I'm trying to remember like other Disney channels. Well, I'm sure you remember Halloween in April. Oh, no, I don't. You don't remember that? Not really. When they would just play Halloween movies in they April? They would do, like, yeah, Halloween. You don't remember, really? Uh, I don't know. It's not that, it's not it's clear not fresh in my memory. In your mind. No. Um, but Sarah just doing an insane intro and then going, <laughs> so hi, guys. <laughs> Pretending like it never happened. Yeah. I don't know any other way to transition from all that to uh, back to reality. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I lo- I was amazing. I loved it so much. Thank um, you. So we're getting into our Halloween movie. So yes. for the next five yeah, weeks. Yeah, five episodes. We will be doing only spooky movies. Ooh, you got it, And too. Uh, me and Sarah love. love spookiness. We love everything spooky. So, like, you're really in good hands these next five yeah. weeks. Like, we aren't people that are like, oh, it's Halloween. We have to do Halloween episodes. Like, this stuff's very important to us. No, we feel it in our bones October one morning, we're like, oh my god, it's here. Our power uh, grows. We love a ghost. We love, we love a, a ghoul. Oh, we love a vampire. Oh yes, a werewolf. Oh, on my occasion, god. from time to time. Yeah, on the full moon. Yeah, sure, I'll take it. Yeah, why not? Um, we we really love it all. We're spooky girls, and yes. and you know, if you're a person that loves Halloween, great, you're in the right place. And if not, maybe this will bring some Halloween cheer into your life. Yeah, for real. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that are really into Christmas and they really overlook Halloween and, oh, it's time to be real. <laughs> Let's take our be real really okay, quick. Okay, guys, sorry, we're going to be real guys, really quick. we're going to come back in a second, but, <laughs> you know, if you take it later than the time, it's not. It's not real. It's not real. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, my God, I look insane. I look absolutely insane. I look like my head is huge, which famously my head is small. But you can't retake it because no. then you wouldn't be real. That's not real, guys. That's you, not real. You truly heard it here first. So for our first spooky movie, we had to go with one that's just so iconic. Halloween, Halloween Town. Town. Yeah. And I mean, this movie was just like hugely impactful to me as a kid. Um, although it's so funny, like. I actually realized, because this is one that I have watched a couple times, like, as an adult, which I think we even watched it together in, like, 2018 or yeah, something. Yeah, I've seen it, like, a lot throughout yeah. my life, yeah. But, like, when I was little, I I saw the second one a lot more. I think because this one came out when we were so little that most of the time when it would come on TV, I could only watch the first half hour, and then mom would be like, you have to go to bed. So I remember the first half hour of this movie so clearly. Yes, I feel the exact same way. Yeah. I remembered the first half really well, and the end and, like, some of the middle was, like, a little bit more unfamiliar. Like, I remembered it, yeah. but, like, I definitely, the first half was, like, burned into my mind. Absolutely, and it actually, like, made that movie a lot more, like, magical and mysterious to me as a kid because mm-hmm. I literally think like just when she was getting to Halloween Town it was like bedtime and I was like but what happens in Halloween Town yeah and no it, like added to the mystique totally totally that honestly is okay like mom don't make us go to bed in the middle of a movie what is that I know it's bedtime but come on I know it's probably like a school night I feel like when mom would make me go to bed during this movie it made me think like she was the mom in the movie being like no magic it like made <gasps> yes. me like resent her in that same way yeah, sorry mom like- 
So this movie premiered on October 17th, 1998. It is one of the first DCOMs. Old, 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 old. I think it's only like number like four or five or something. Wow. Yeah. The second one is really good. I'm excited to watch that one. For my memory, it's really good. Yeah. No, I definitely like spoiler alert, like the second one better. I do too. (laughs) And and I've always felt that way. And I feel like after rewatching, it's confirmed. Yeah, no, definitely. So for those of you who don't know uh, this movie, if you've been living under a rock, This is the Disney Plus description. Marnie and her younger siblings travel with their estranged grandmother, who is a good witch, to Halloween Town, a place where creepy creatures lead very normal lives. On her 13th birthday, Marnie gets a supernatural surprise when she discovers that she too is a witch. Marnie will have to learn how to use her broomstick if she hopes to stop an evil force from taking over Halloween Town. It's a that, long description. That's, yeah, I was like, is this like uh, Cliff Notes? No, it's like long. And all the other ones wow. we've read are like one or two sentences. No, yeah, that was extremely long. I know. Um, <laughs> this film obviously stars Debbie Reynolds as the eccentric witch grandmother. Mm-hmm. Debbie is Hollywood royalty. But it's cool because I feel like this movie introduced like our generation to her like I had no idea who she was when I was little she was in like singing in the rain yeah. and like stuff like that yeah she also is I think you said this in a past episode um Carrie Fisher's mom yep <laughs> icon which I and remember yeah. when they died like a day apart yes which is so spooky yeah that's really it's very interesting really weird and I also did learn that on the set of this movie apparently Debbie was going around introducing herself especially to the kids as Princess Leia's mother oh that's which is so like, cute you're a star in your own right Debbie but also like I get it like People like Kimberly J. Brown's age would probably know Princess Leia, not her. For sure. Um, Yeah. This movie also obviously stars Kimberly J. Brown as our heroine, Marnie. Yes. She's like mostly known for this, but she's also in another decom, Quince. Yeah. I'm not a big Quince girl. No. I mean, maybe we'll we'll rewatch and we'll feel Maybe we'll find something to like. Like to like about it. Yeah. Um, And famously, uh, Kimberly J. Brown is in the first three Halloween Town movies, and then she was replaced by Sarah Paxton. Very controversial, and we'll talk about that when we do that one, because I'm not too into that. I'm not too into that, and I was really sad because I learned that Kimberly J. Brown was, like, fully on board to do it. Like, I, she's what? like, yeah, she's like, oh, people always assume it was, like, scheduling or I didn't want to do it. She's like, no, I was down and I was in talks. Why wouldn't they have her? Like, it's ridiculous. That's so weird. And also, I hate when they replace people on, like, TV shows and movies and they don't address it. I'm like, how stupid do you think we are? Yes, and again, yeah, eventually we'll do that movie. But my least favorite part about it was that not only did they recast Marnie, they, like, changed her character. Yes. Like, all of a sudden she was, like, boring and studious. Yeah, I hated what they did to Marnie in Return to Halloween Town. Don't get me started. Yeah. Um, but Nora, do you want to guess the uh, Rotten Tomato score? I mean, I'm guessing that it was perceived pretty well because it is, um, it's just like sweet. And also Rotten Tomatoes, I can't figure out your vibe. Yes. Um, I'm going to guess it got like 74. Yeah, it got 80%, which no, oh, I agree okay. with you. Like it makes sense. People love this movie. Yeah. It's beloved. It is. One other cute, like, fun fact I wanted to say before we start the recap. So this movie was filmed in Oregon. Um, specifically, a lot of the, like, shots of Halloween Town itself were filmed in this town called um, St. Helens. And every year, like, still to this day, St. Helens has a Spirit of Halloween Town festival that you can go to. Mm. And they actually put up, like, a giant pumpkin similar to the one that's in, like, the Halloween Town Square. Aww. And the city hall that you see in the movie is, like, a real building there. Wow. I'm like, that'd be fun to go to sometime. Yeah, I- I would love to. I know. So Halloween Town begins with we see the giant spooky jack-o'-lantern mm-hmm. glowing. Yes. And we hear the spooky score for the first love. time. Love. 
love the score in this. It's film. Um, it really elevates the film. It does. So then we see this uh, trick or treat sequence in the mortal world. It's so nineties. Oh, I really loved it. I was like, bring me there. You know, it's so comforting. It's just like kids running amok in the neighborhood. I know. I know. Yeah, it was magical. I know. I love that scene. It really looked like what our trick-or-treating experiences, I feel like, were like. Yeah. As suburban kids. And we see young Sophie, who is Marnie's little sister, um, staring out the window of her house at the trick-or-treaters. Sophie is so cute. So Marnie is 13. She says she's practically a grown-up because she's 13. She's right. Yeah. And she's angry because her mom, Gwen won't let her go to a costume party with her friends. Yes. It's Halloween night. We learn that she doesn't let any of them go out on Halloween ever as a rule, which like this scene is really triggering to me. Like it was as a kid and it still is now because I feel like not letting kids observe Halloween like is akin to child abuse. I mean, the devout Catholics are going to be on your ass, Sarah. You know what? It's, it's a holiday for the devil, Sarah. Yes. And it's like, so, let me worship the devil if I if wow. I please, like freedom of religion. Wow. No, I agree. No. And like, it makes me think of... I, you probably, yeah, you don't remember the before times. So at our elementary school. The before times? Well, I'm going to get to it. So <laughs> when I was kindergarten through second grade, we had a Halloween parade and we got to wear our costumes oh. to school. And then by third grade, the, I don't know, tea party lobby, I don't know, whatever. Wow. They, they had like said it was too Satanist. So we had to call it the harvest party and we couldn't wear costumes and we had to just have like a fall aesthetic. And I'm like. I like I wish I could I mean I wouldn't do this because I'm not this type of person but I wish I could be like well I'm a Wiccan and this is my religion so you, you need to observe Halloween or at least let my child observe Halloween it's like guys why are you afraid of a little ghost yeah like a like, little ghoul you're like, a grown adult scared yeah. of a little ghoul yeah <laughs> no it's so true it's like oh Halloween's not gonna like hurt you no guys like, seriously like grow up grow up and like I understand like not letting I I kind of could get being like okay no bringing like literal like rubber axes to school like maybe like yeah like like scary allusions to violence yeah Yeah. i'm like okay maybe that's fair for like literal third graders yeah you can call it halloween they can dress like a princess and something from toy story like come on why did parents from our generation make us feel like razor blades in the candy was not a possibility but inevitable yeah and that's an urban myth that was a huge they were always like oh my god it's weird (laughs) because i don't remember ever thinking about that as a kid i think i like was just like already at that age, like you can't think about these things. You gotta enjoy life. <laughs> you gotta just enjoy yeah. life. Yeah. Because I like didn't have any anxiety about that. I was more like trying to make scary things happening on Halloween. <laughs> but so yeah, Marnie is like feuding with her mom because her mom will not let her go out on Halloween. And Halloween is Marnie's thing, similar to us. Her yeah. friends are there at this point and they're trying to like help her convince her mom. And they're like, Marnie loves weird stuff. Like Halloween is made for her. And they say that she spends class doodling ghosts in her notebook. Mm, so cute. And her mom's like, okay, good to know that you're not paying attention in class. Right. She's not impressed at all. No. The mom oh, was- and their last name is Cromwell. Did we say that? Oh, no, we didn't. I love that last name Cromwell. It's so spooky. It's so spooky. It's like, of course you're going to turn out to be a secret witch if your last name is Cromwell. So um, the mom doesn't let any of them do anything on Halloween. But Dylan, who's the middle nerdy brother. Yeah, he's like a narc. He is like his mom's, honestly, her bitch. Yes. He like um is very on her side of like not into Halloween. Like, let's just be normal. And Marnie and Sophie are kind of like, let's be weird. Yes. And he literally is like, you know, it's obvious Halloween's bad. Like candy causes cavities. It's like, dude. It's like you're 10. Please experience joy. Yes. It's like you're 10. Live a little. Literally. Have a jawbreaker. Oh, he would never. He would never. 
What are the, the most really spicy ones? Oh, um, they look like jaw fireballs. Yeah, something? fireballs. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they're those. like cinnamony, but like hot. I would be like, I feel alive when I have I one know. of these. I would feel alive having warheads when they like are, Ooh, you know, yeah. the sour ones. Or about like, pop rocks. Oh, pop rocks. What a sensation. We had pop rocks this summer on vacation with our little cousin. Yes. And I, like, remember I was getting kind of scared. With, yeah, you were freaking out. Well, it wasn't pop rocks. It was some other like lozenge that was they like were, exploding. Oh, in my mouth. that one. But she also gave us pop rocks. She did. And pop rocks, I know how to handle, but the other ones were kind of like scaring me a little. Okay, I, I had one too, and I have to say, I have to report that I did not think it was scary because it was more a, a candy for a child. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, what's your favorite Halloween candy, like as a kid? <gasps> Ooh, oh, oh, come on, a Reese's peanut yeah, butter cup. That's I what mean, came to my come mind on, too. or a, like a Kit Kat. I definitely agree. My other one is uh, Three Musketeers. And you're a big M&M's girl too. Oh, of course. What about those houses that give you the full candy bar? those were they were pretty rare in our neighborhood because I feel like when people did that in our neighborhood it was sort of like trying to flex and seem richer than they were and it was sort of like you're gonna be bankrupt from this but you knew where those houses were yes you did and you said we gotta hit the house with the full candy bar yes of course that's a staple or when they trust the kids and they leave out a whole stash because they went to just grab one it's like I'm gonna grab and I remember I would be like I couldn't be the kid that would take like a whole handful but I'd be like I'm gonna take like three or four I also like it's this is the only thing that I don't like about living in the city. Like, it's a dream of mine to, like, give out candy to trick-or-treaters. I want to do it. It's kind so of freakish cute. energy. No, kidding. Me too. No, I would like, love to do that. I would love to have, like, a spooky house that, like, yeah. does something weird. Oh, I would love to have, a, like, a bowl where they go to grab it and a, a spooky hand grabs them. Yes. Yeah. And then pulls them down to the underworld. Of course. Yeah. Well, like one of the best uh, houses I ever went to as a kid, we got to the door and it was just three women. I, I feel like they were sisters and uh, they were just dressed up like really scary witches. And they Wait, didn't... I remember this. Was were I you, there? You might have been or maybe I feel like we never trick or treated together. So maybe together me and Allie kids. went like after you. Yeah, that's probably what happened. But the coolest part was they didn't speak to us. All they did was cackle while they gave us candy. And I was a dream. like committing to the bit. Like I'm a little bit. That will be us. <laughs> I know. Like, See, like we need to like own a house together I know. and do this. Um, okay. Do, do, do. Okay, so yeah, the mom keeps saying, this is like her line. She's like, there are some things about Halloween that you just don't understand. Yeah. And Marnie's whole thing is like, if you don't trust us to like take some risks, how are we ever going to like grow up and like become fully formed adults? Yeah, and she's like, you're not protecting us. Like you don't trust us. And yeah. the mom, Gwen, needs to learn this lesson of the more like you make a, a thing feel forbidden to your child, yes. the more interest they're going to have in it. So if there's something you, you don't want them to do, you have to expose them to it and be honest about what it is or else it's going to feel so like magical and mysterious in their mind and they're going to become obsessed with it which is exactly what happens to marnie yeah. she probably wouldn't be this into halloween and witch stuff if it wasn't so forbidden yeah no that's a good point it's like i mean our mom wasn't actually like this but i remember her offhandedly being like oh like people at our church are saying you shouldn't read the golden compass because it's like against yes. the religion and she wasn't seriously like don't read it but i was like oh and then i immediately read it yeah i wouldn't have course. read it if so no one had told me that so yeah. yeah you have to be careful about making things super off limits to your kids yep so marnie is like kind of trying to tell dylan like you're so wrong about halloween halloween is cool she says strange yes. exciting and ancient and i could not agree Hell more yeah and then we get sophie again with her creepy someone's coming shit oh yeah she's like kind of like a little bit psychic or just has like a witch's intuition yeah yeah and she's somebody's coming i remember that so well from childhood Me i too. Like, sophie that's scary and we also learned that um marnie's mom and dad and their dad is dead met on halloween night yes yeah and yeah. her dad is a, a mortal correct yep yep so He's like a muggle um okay so 
like Nora said, Sophie is like, somebody's coming. And then we see a flying school bus come out of the sky. Yeah. yeah and it's not hidden. So like no. we see kids running and trick-or-treating underneath the bus. I'm like someone would see this. Like yeah. it's not disguised at all. Not at all. And Debbie Reynolds comes out of the bus and she like floats down to the ground because she's holding an umbrella over her head. It's kind of like Mary Poppins. Yeah. And this is Aggie Cromwell. She's wearing a dope velvety red cloak. She has a handbag that's alive and magical. It's like a pet. Spoiler alert. She's their grandmother. Yes. And she's going to their house. Mm -hmm. And so back at the Cromwell mortal house, Sophie wants a cookie, but her mom, super strict vibes, won't let her have one before dinner. But Sophie is a little witch. She doesn't know this, but she is. So she has her back turned to her mother and she's like, I really want a cookie. And what she doesn't know is she's like manifesting it. Mm -hmm. And so a cookie starts like floating across the room to her. And the mom doesn't want Sophie to see because she's hiding their powers from them. So she grabs the cookie out of midair and eats it. Yep. <laughs> and then jump scare, Aggie appears. <laughs> she's in the kitchen out of nowhere. Yep. And she's like, hey. And they're like, grandma. <laughs> yeah. And Sophie's like immediately like, did you bring us presents? It's I know. Like, you haven't seen her in like a year. And you're like right away like, okay, where's my gift? Yeah. That's um, a little rude. And yeah. we right away see that the mom is not happy to see no, her mother. No, no, They have a tense relationship. She's like, oh, mom. Great. You're here. Yeah. And then under her cloak, she's wearing like a drapey, fabulous dress. Also has velvet, but it has like cool sleeves and she just looks like she should be at a renaissance fair but she looks cool yes and sophie's like oh grandma you dressed up for halloween and aggie's <laughs> like well like i always am kind of like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> i wish that could be my everyday look i know so um the kids are like basically yeah she did end up like i don't think she meant to bring presents but basically her handbag that i mentioned is bottomless yes. so she starts just like pulling out goodies to give to the kids and as the kids are like doing that um Aggie starts telling Gwen the mom she's like you know this is Marnie's 13th Halloween like you know mm-hmm. what that means and the kids are just like preoccupied with the stuff and there is yeah. a reference in this part Marnie uh picks up a pentagram and she says this is what Lon Chaney was wearing when he got bitten by that werewolf and I didn't know who Lon Chaney was so I decided yeah, to just look it up really quick um Lon Chaney is an actor that uh played uh he was in a 1941 film called The Wolfman like, mm. I feel like Marnie wouldn't know that, but I guess it's supposed to show that she's just obsessed with all things spooky. So yeah, the kids are looking through this stuff and the grandma is basically like trying to teach them about their culture as witches. Yeah. And she brought them costumes in this part. Okay. Marnie is wearing like, it looks like, again, like a Renaissance fair outfit and she has a pointy hat and she goes, I'm a Wiccan. <laughs> and I'm like, Wicca is a religion, not a costume, Marnie. I know, but she's just 13, Sarah. <laughs> Come on. Not all Wiccans wear pointy hats. <laughs> um, uh, Sophie is a ghost. And then Dylan has like a Viking hat and like kind of like a fat suit. And he goes, I think I'm a big pimple. (laughs) I loved that bag so much when I was little. I wanted, it was, it was so impactful. It was so cool. I mean, the, the, the first half of this movie captures the magic really well. It feels the world building is really, really good in the yeah. first half. It's It feels very special. I totally agree with that. Yeah, and we'll get to maybe we don't feel like that was sustained throughout the whole yeah, film. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, also, when Dylan turns around in this costume, he also has, like, butt implants in this costume. <laughs> like, there's a 
huge butt cheeks, which I was like, oh, okay. Um, and they're kind of like eating dinner together. Um, Sophie, because she's dressed like a ghost, is making ghost sounds. And mm. Aggie's like, oh, like not quite. Ghosts really sound more like this, which like anytime Aggie says something like that, that's like implying she knows about a magical world, Gwen is just like uncomfortable. Yes. She doesn't want her kids to know yep. that their grandmother's a witch. But- the mom does agree to let uh, Aggie read them a bedtime story before she leaves because she does mm-hmm. have to go back home like soon. Um, but before she does that, Gwen and Aggie have this mother-daughter chat. And Aggie really wants Gwen and the kids to move back home is all they say so far. Yep. And the mom is like, no, like I want them to have a normal life. And then Aggie has her really the classic, classic line. quote. Being normal is vastly overrated. Her <laughs> classic quote. Totally and then classic. Gwen's like, well, I like being normal. Ugh, so boring. Yeah. And she's basically like, listen, I want you to have this time with them. Like, go read them a bedtime story. Be their grandmother. But just don't mention anything about home. Yeah. Please. And she's like, okay. She's like, I won't. She says that she won't. But <laughs> she so- immediately does. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in the next scene. They're in Sophie's bedroom I'm guessing it's Sophie's Sophie bedroom. and Marnie I think they have it's kind of like what we had oh. like they have twin beds next oh, to each cute. other okay um and I love this scene again it feels very magical they're like in this cute room telling a spooky story and um I, I wrote this scene makes me feel so safe I know um, it's incredibly safe yeah and uh Dylan comes in and he's kind of like uh I just want to like check the thermostat and the girls are like Dylan like you kind of you definitely like want to hear the story like just be real and like come in yes. it kind of reminded me of when we were little and Ben every night our brother every night would like me and Sarah shared a room and like it's probably when he was in like late middle school, early high school, and he would come by every night and just like talk to us, like by his door, yes. every like outside our door every night. But it was so cute. Right, acting like, oh, I don't really care to come in. Yeah. But he would also do this really cute thing sometimes, <laughs> not all the time, where he would lay on the ground next to my bed and just talk. And he would, it was so cute. Like he would, that would be so kind of rare, cute. like maybe on a weekend. Yeah. But he'd be, it'd also be that big brother thing of like, I don't know, I'm bored. I guess I'll so, talk to you guys. It's like, you want to talk to us. So We're fun. Much of the time he would stand like in our door and yeah. he'd be like, Ben, like, come in. But yeah, he's like, like, I'm a boy. I can't show that I want to hang right. out with my little Why sisters too much. Why would I want to come much? into this lame room? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, you know, we're fine. Yeah. No, it's so totally. cute. Totally. Oh, my God. It's so, so stinking cute. But yeah, Dylan comes in and then Aggie starts the story and she pulls out a book about that says Halloween Town. Oh, it's the cutest little book. Yeah. She does not respect Gwen's request to not talk about it. Not at all. And she starts being like, listen, there's this town where like, you know, witches and all these different magical creatures like live together. And then Sophie is like, oh, well, witches are mean and scary and Mm -hmm. Aggie's like no no witches are just like everyone else some are mean and some are nice Mm -hmm. and and she's telling them all this cool stuff and then Dylan's like it's fake and she's like well I don't know maybe it's real because it's in this book who knows Mm -hmm. also at this point I started cracking up I love the part where Sophie points to like a werewolf guy and goes dog man (laughs) yeah I remember that really well from childhood like I don't know why that stuck with me so much it's so funny and then there's a picture of a brunette girl on a broomstick. Yeah. And Sophie goes, look, it's Marnie. And Marnie is kind of like, she looks at it. She's like, that that looks just like me. And I'm like, it doesn't. <laughs> it looks a like brunette. a brunette girl. Yeah. It's and like- it made her so happy to think that it was her. And then yeah. the grandma tries to like egg her on. She's like, well, Marnie, like, do you have a secret life of like casting spells? <laughs> like clearly hoping to hear like a glimmer yeah. of like Marnie knowing she's a witch. Yep. Um, but then Marnie is like, sadly, there's nothing special about me. I know. It's like sad. And then that really disturbs Aggie. So she starts going off. She's like, oh, please. We're the Cromwells. We come from a long line. And then Gwen is like, yep. mother. Yep. She's like, mom, you gotta go. No. You gotta go. She's like, I'm putting Dylan to bed. 
And then me and you, mom, were having a little chat in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Because she kind of broke her promise. Yeah. So they're like fighting in the kitchen, the grandma and the mom. And then, so Aggie reveals, she's like, if Marnie doesn't begin her witch's training tonight because it's her 13th Halloween, she will lose her powers forever, which like, yeah. and as this conversation is happening, we see Marnie creeping down the stairs. So she's going to spy. Yes. And at one point, so the mom is putting away leftovers as she talks. And I guess she's putting away like chicken wings. And then Aggie says, you know, chicken keeps much better when it's back on the bone. And she (laughs) snaps her fingers and the chicken wings become a live whole chicken. Yeah. And Marnie sees that. Marnie sees that. And she's like, uh, um, what? Um, Gwen is like, mom, I know you came here to badger me about Marnie's training. And then Aggie is actually like, actually, no, I came here for your help. Like something really weird is going on at home. And she's like, people like they're disappearing or they're like starting to be really mean. And she's like, something's like happening. It's like reminding me of, and she says the dark times. Right. And she said, I'm afraid my powers alone might be not enough to stop it. I need you. And the mom is sort of like, mother she's always saying mother like that Mm -hmm. she's like you know i think you have like plenty of friends in halloween town and she's just like not really being helpful at all so marnie after and then one thing gwen says um because obviously Aggie wants her help and gwen says like i can't leave my kids to fight some force in another world that i have nothing to do with and it is kind of like messed up it's like if something like sad was going on in your hometown like really bad that you could help with and you're just like well i live in a different state now so like it's not my problem it's like don't you have any like loyalty to your home like hometown like it's weird like she's very apathetic towards that and like it's like also like your mom lives there and there's something scary going on like why don't you care at all right like saying you have nothing to do with that world is like just not true yeah and i also think like it is this weird thing that i wish we got more backstory on the mom because her whole thing the whole movie is like halloween town is different than you think like there's something dark about it and like listen there is a villain in halloween town obviously that's the point of the movie but like there's plenty of villains in the mortal world like people kill each other and do really weird shit here too so no. I just wish we knew like yes. what she has against Spoiler it. Spoiler alert. That's my thorn of like, yeah. I just am like, I'll talk about it more at the end. I'm just like, I just don't get, like, I wish we had more of her backstory. Like, why is she so yeah. like, has so much resentment towards this place? I just don't really get it. Yeah, so, because yeah. I think that'd be cool if we knew yes. like maybe something really horrible happened yeah. to her or like she like, cause I think it wouldn't be that hard to have some cool backstory of like, oh yeah, yeah I get why you would be like F this. Yes, for sure. Um, But we'd never learn that. No. So it's just kind of like, she just seems like a huge asshole yeah yeah so but yeah marnie overheard this whole conversation so she goes up and spills the beans to dylan but he's not impressed he like doesn't believe her um and then marnie looks out the window and she sees that her grandmother is leaving she's walking down the street yeah and marnie's like i'm going after her and they see the magical bag going behind them and they're marnie's like look magic and dylan's like um maybe it's a remote control yeah he's such a skeptic he is such a skeptic here's the thing about skeptics Mm mm-hmm You can be so skeptical that you think you're smart, but you're stupid. To see magic right in front of you and to just be like, oh, no, it's like, it's more stupid to like be in Halloween town and be like, I just like, no. I completely agree. Like, it's like, open your mind, Well, that's the thing because some skeptics, because to me, like the true point of like actual skepticism is to have like an incredibly open mind, like to the point where you basically are like, there's no way we can know anything. Yeah. And like modern day skeptics are just like, no, I'm an atheist because there's no quantifiable proof. It's like, that's actually not what real skepticism is. You have to keep an open mind. Why don't you not just be a buzzkill? Yeah. Boring, 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 boring. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Marnie is like, I'm going after her. 
and Dylan follows her because he's like, I need to like, I need to control the situation. Yeah. So they see their grandmother at a bus stop and it's a bus stop that they've never seen before. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And if you look closely, the bus stop has like a cobweb pattern on it. So they're like, what the hell is going on? And the bus comes. It doesn't fly out of the sky. It just sort of like drives up. Um, and Marnie and Dylan sneak um, in through the back of the bus and they're like on it at first and then the school bus starts flying through the sky mm-hmm. and the bus is filled with people that are in just like very low budget <laughs> Halloween masks. Yes. Yeah. And that's a part of this whole film is like a lot of the magical creatures are just wearing like cheap Halloween store masks. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely kind of low budget with that. And it's camp. So the bus lands, they're in Halloween town and it's, it's daytime here. It was like night in the mortal world when they left. And we see, at first we just see Aggie like getting off the bus and she thinks it's just like, you know, normal day back in Halloween town. Yep. She runs into her friend Harriet, who I guess is a witch because she kind of just looks like a human. Um, and she says that she's volunteering at the headless shelter. Um, <laughs> and then we also see, obviously Halloween town has that giant, uh, Jack lantern in the center yeah. of the town. We also see a sign that says Halloween town established long ago. <laughs> it's like, okay. Me on my history exam. When did this happen? Uh, a long time ago. Super long ago. When was this treaty? Just, you know, a long time ago. There's also a lot of people in Halloween town that just have pumpkin heads, like Jack yeah. lantern heads. I'm like, what creature is I that? Know. Pumpkin heads? Yeah. They were just like, just throw anything on these people. Just make it look spooky. Yes. And it does. Yeah. It's cute. It I, honestly yeah. is really cute. I actually For I sure. think it's charming totally um but yeah so Dylan and Marnie are getting off the bus and this is when they find out that Sophie was on it too their little sister's here too she somehow snuck well, all on. three of the Cromwells here right and their mom has no idea they're gone and then Sophie makes an observation about the giant uh, pumpkin in the town square she's like it doesn't look as good in real life as it did in the book that grandma showed yeah. us and Marnie's like yeah you're kind of right and then she Sophie says it's the bad thing which she says throughout the movie. And Marnie Luminous. is like shocked to hear that Sophie knows about this because only Marnie overheard the conversation about like the danger back home. So another allusion to the fact that Sophie just like knows things. Yeah. So the mayor comes in. He's wearing like a top hat. He's very like all over the top. He's like, hey, kids, what's your name? Yeah. And then Sophie says like, my name's Sophie. And he goes like, what? What? <laughs> and then she's like, Sophie. And then he pulls a lollipop out of his ear and they're like, okay, magic. Yeah. Um, And then Marnie's like, hey, that's like a pretty cool trick. And he's like, it's not a trick. I'm a warlock. Yeah. She's like, wow. Right. Because in this movie, it's witches and warlocks. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then um, they, so the mayor finds out that they're Aggie Cromwell's kids. And then he's like. Or grandkids. Oh, grandkids. Sorry. And then um, he's like, oh, so you're Gwen's kids. And they're like, yeah. And we're like, the mayor clearly knows yeah. Gwen. Yeah. He clearly knows Gwen. Yeah. If you know what quite I mean. well. He was a little too excited to hear yeah, that. He knows her. A little bit too well. Yes, he's a little bit excited. And he's like, "Is your mom here?" I know. They're like, "No." It's like eh, desperate. Yeah. Does do we find out his name at this part? Does he does he say his name? I think he does introduce himself. So I his name is yeah, Calabar. Calabar. Yes. And the kids are basically like, "Oh, you're the mayor. Like, maybe you can help us find our grandmother's house." And he's this is the first like mention of the fact that Aggie is old as dirt. He's like, "Oh, she's lived in the same house for two hundred years." <laughs> yeah. And he girl has seen some stuff. Yeah, to say the least. So Calabar hails them a cab, which is driven by a skeleton named Benny, who makes Love a lot Benny, of bad jokes. An icon. <laughs> and Benny's like, yeah, of course, I'll drive you to Aggie's house. So they get in the cab. He's like from Boston. Yeah. Well, what's with the Boston? It's yeah, like a Boston accent. accent. Is like, yeah. And so he's driving them to their grandmother's house and they see this guy and he like points him out and warns them about him. He's like, guys, that's Luke. 
he's a local punk. Like, yeah. don't hang out with him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, Luke thinks he's a big deal now just because he got a nose job and got a few warts removed. Yeah. And then he says, and he claims that some shadow creature is the one that gave mm. him this makeover. So they're like, okay, noted. Um, and they arrive at Aggie's house and you can see that it's like a huge mansion. But right now they're still outside the gate and they have to figure out how to get in because the gate is locked. Um, Marnie's like, this is the perfect time for me to try out my powers. And then Dylan has a line that was in the trailer. He's like, powers? What powers? <laughs> That's a good impression. Thank you. I love doing my little impressions. <laughs> You're always so good at them. <laughs> Thank you. I always try. And Sophie... Sophie Loki, I, I think they kind of explain it later. It's because like Marnie's powers have faded because she hasn't begun training. Like she still has them, but they're fading. Mm -hmm. So Sophie's powers are actually like more potent, even though she's younger. Yep. So Marnie is trying to get this lock open. She's like doing spells in vain. And then mm -hmm. it just opens magically. And Marnie's like, whoa, how did that happen? And Sophie's like, I wish the lock would turn into a frog. And mm -hmm. then we see a frog on the ground. Yeah, I yeah, because when I was little, I thought that Sophie was just a better witch than Marnie. But Rewatching it really just seems like because Marnie hadn't been trained that her powers, yeah, they just got yeah. Weekend, I think weekend, that's what it yeah. is. And I told you that this is really bad revisionist history on a big sister's part. Like I didn't remember how dope Sophie was like at all. Wow, I was like I thought she was just cute. Like watching it back, I'm okay, like, okay, so that's she what does you everything. Of me. I mean, I think I just thought little sisters were kind of just dead weight. No, I'm just kidding. But no, wow. I, I thought they were just they're wow. really cute. Like, I didn't want them to be saving the day. And she saves the day, like, multiple times. Yeah, for sure. It's really all about Sophie. So they get in the gate. And when they, so Aggie is already inside her house. And this part I did not catch when I was younger. What part? So she's, um, she puts a little, like, mini cauldron in a microwave. And she presses buttons, like, where you would normally press, like, yeah. start or popcorn. And she presses the buttons, say, bubble, toil, and trouble. <laughs> cute I'm like oh my gosh and then she says somebody's coming so she's just like sophie yeah. she can sense when someone's coming and then the kids arrive and aggie's like your mom's gonna be upset that you're here yeah and then dylan is like well can we just call her and aggie's like no we haven't really worked out long distance calling between dimensions <laughs> but then they move on kind of quickly like aggie doesn't seem like super worried that like these kids snuck into halloween town no. she's just like Okay, well, I'll just take you home before it's midnight in the mortal world. Right. And she tells them, because Marty's like, that's so soon. And she tells them, like, time passes slower in Halloween Town. Yeah, like, two hours could be two days or even two weeks right. in Halloween Town. And it's interesting because it's um, alluded to a lot in this movie, but I feel like they actually don't spell it out as clearly as they do in the sequel, which is that you can only pass between the worlds on Halloween. Yeah. So, like, it's important that they get home tonight if they want to get home for the next year. But, like, I feel like they don't actually really clearly state that in this movie. No, they actually don't at all. Yeah. Whereas it's, like, kind of the plot of the second yep yeah so yeah she's like okay you guys do need to go home at some point but like you're fine for now i'll watch you um and she shows them the witch's glass which is sort of like a giant cauldron with like a smoky appearance and it like shows her things yeah and aggie like wants to see a little bit more of like what's going on with this like shadow thing that's like making people in halloween town maybe become weird she's not yes. sure what's going on but yep. basically the witch's glass shows her like a scary face cackling yeah yeah and so she has this thing called the talisman it's like yes. it's kind of like a wand the thing that lights up at the end like a little like um like an orb like an orb like yeah that lights up and so she's trying to get it lit and so she has to do like a potion yeah um so she does like this potion and then it doesn't work and she says, that's what I get for trying instant. Right, because she used the microwave. Yeah. She says, it just doesn't work like it does when you make it from scratch. Yes. So it's like basically just like instant witch's brew, which I thought was so funny. So funny. And yeah, she basically reveals that this talisman is like, 
an ancient magical artifact. Like yeah. she says it's from the sixth century. I guess like Merlin used it for something. So yes. basically her thinking is like this very powerful object like could help me defeat whatever this yeah. bad thing going on in Halloween town is, but she needs to fill it with witch's brew yep. to make it. And then um, Marnie is like, well, we can help you make it from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's like, sure that actually be helpful. <laughs> um, but they need like a bunch of weird ingredients yes. to do it. So then we see the mom back at home. She doesn't realize her kids are gone yet. Mm-hmm. And she's just eating candy, Halloween candy, and watching bad commercials on TV. And she's being like super sassy towards the TV. This is the the world she prefers. This know, looks this so boring. mundane banalities. Like yeah. she's literally like, she keeps making jokes like, cause the people on the TV will be like, it works like magic. And she's like, no, it doesn't. And then at one point she goes, she turns off the TV and goes, now that works like magic. She's such like, a this bummer. This is what you amounted to, Gwen. Yeah. You're a Cromwell witch. I know. Yeah, Aggie back in Halloween Town is sort of like giving the kids some backstory. She's saying like, you know, mortals and people that live in Halloween Town, like a long time ago we used to live together, but we couldn't like get along because mm-hmm. um, mortals were afraid of us, which made us like get angry. So we would actually like be a little more evil than we are. Like we're not actually like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so we decided to create our own world. My question is, is it a world or is it a town? <laughs> like, do they just have like a town? I feel like it's just a town. I know. I feel like it's like a really small world. Like it's yeah. just like a little town. It's like a micro nation. Yeah. yeah. Um. And she tells them, you know, your Halloween traditions that you have in the mortal world are really just like mimicking our real traditions. And yeah. she says, "Mortal see, mortal do," which does come back later in the yeah. plot. Yeah. And so they're kind of like walking around Halloween town. She's like showing them around and they pass uh, the movie theater. And it says it's closed forever. (laughs) (laughs) The movie theater is closed forever. And that's our first sign. Like something is not quite right in Halloween town. Why is the movie theater closed forever? Forever. Aggie's like, huh? (laughs) And then they run into, um, did we mention her friend earlier? Okay, good. Um, so they run into Harriet who before was like talking about helping the head headless shelter yeah Yeah. and she now is like really scary and mean yeah and she's like she like hisses at them yeah she like transformed into a hideous beast yeah and aggie's like see that's what i mean yeah aggie's like weird yeah (laughs) and she finds calabar and Mm -hmm. she's like trying to tell him about harriet she's like calabar this is what i've been trying to tell you about like this super weird thing is going on and he's like you know what aggie like at first i didn't take you seriously but this actually sounds like it's a legitimate concern yeah and he and he's like but you know what like this is really dangerous stuff so like please don't act alone i i don't want you getting hurt like give me a few days to just like look into this a little more and he's very like faux charming yes yes and he's really being like don't do anything aggie and she's being very stubborn like hmm. being kind of an icon yeah she's being like, kind I'm, of like we'll be doing okay. what i want yeah, yeah. Like, she's gonna be looking further into this yes and marnie gets a glimpse of the broom shop and she's like, oh, my God, let's go check that out, please. And I didn't like this because they tried to, like, modernize the broom. So they're, like, multicolored. And they're supposed to be fancy, but they just look so tacky. I was this. I wrote, this is my first qualm with the movie. <gasps> the brooms suck. They suck. They look so, so bad. Like, give us Harry Potter. Give us some magic. Yes. Make them look creepy and weird. They look so stupid. They look like you're doing a play at a community theater. They're terrible. Well, and it's also like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Like, the spooky old looking brooms, yes. like, they're magical for a reason. Like, making them pink and purple and, oh. like, weird isn't magical. It's I, lame. It looks like I could get it at Target. Yes. Yeah, I was not okay with that. Yeah, I didn't like it at all all 
And Marnie naively asks the broom shop owner, she's like, oh, like, how do you make them work? And he's like, uh, magic? Yeah, Duh. he's like, um, what? And she's like, yeah, no, yeah, of course. She's like, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Luke, who is the guy that Benny pointed out as a local punk, yep. comes up to Marnie and he tries to, like, introduce himself to her, but he's being just, like, such an arrogant a-hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, he calls Aggie granny, which it's like, mm, no. Yeah, he's a punk. Yeah, and he literally says he's a big cheese in town. Yeah. And then, okay, so this is this is kind of like my qualms with the movie really begin. So mm-hmm. he's asking Marnie if she wants to get ice cream, and he says the abominable snowman has a shop down the street. And, like, I feel like this movie doesn't have a clear vision of, like, what type of creatures, like, what type of world it's building. It just puts yeah. in, like, every reference to anything spooky it can think of. Yes. And that's where I feel like I get a sense that at least some of the people working on this movie, like, weren't true lovers of like Halloween because they feel like they're just like doing a hodgepodge and not like having like a true clear vision of like the world that they're creating. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. It's just a little corny. And like as an adult, those things just kind of left me like, "Mm." it could, it's such a good concept and they have so there's so much potential for it to be amazing. So the areas and where it falls short are just very noticeable. And yeah, that definitely is one of them. Yeah. But so yeah, he's, he's telling Marnie that he's a big cheese in town and Marnie delivers the sick burn. She's like, I smell something stinky. Yeah. And I think it's the cheese. He's kind of, he's like honestly kind of giving incel vibes because then he says like, if people were smart, you'd be nice to me. I'm like, okay, what are you going to do? It's scary. Like, and it's then scary. it's literally scary. And he walks away being like, I'm friends with some very powerful creatures in this town. Yeah. It's scary. And then he trips over the broomsticks and makes a fool of himself. I know. So, but Marnie and Aggie are like, okay, let's get you this broom. And Marnie gets her first broom ever. And they go for a broom ride together with hilariously bad special effects. Oh my God, it's so bad. It's so hilarious. Yeah, it's really cheesy. And I did learn that um, Kimberly J. Brown said in an interview that this was um, like the last day of shooting. This was like the last scene she filmed. And she said it was really special getting that like one-on-one time with Debbie on the last day. And she said that Debbie was just like so nice. I love to hear that. I know. And I'm really cutting them slack for the green screen because I think about the first Harry Potter movie, which yeah. probably had a huge, huge budget. budget. That Quidditch scene where it's like the special effects are so bad. They're really bad. I just think in this time, the 90s to early 2000s, they just didn't have the technology yet to make those scenes look really good. Not at all. And this movie had a really small budget. It was like a few million, which like, I mean, maybe to some people that sounds like a lot, but like for movies, that's like a joke of yeah, a budget. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but this, this scene does have a quote that when I watched this movie, I think I watched it last in 2020 and this quote gave me a chill. Aggie says to Marnie, magic is really very simple. All you have to do is want something and then let yourself have it. Which to me, as a person that's obsessed with like manifestation and like basically like does believe like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, no. Like that truly is just like, and basically the, it doesn't even have to be magic. It's just like the power of intention. Yeah. Like, be clear about what you want and believe that you're deserving of it. And like, you'd be surprised what yeah. can occur. I, I totally agree. I love that quote. And it fe- it's a very wise. It felt yeah. like wise beyond its... Yeah, simple, but very wise. Yeah. So they touch down from their broom ride and Sophie's like, me next, me next. But then Gwen appears and she's She's like- She's here. She's pissed. She is so pissed. And she's like, no one is taking another broom ride. And Dylan, immediately upon seeing his mom, like lies. He's like, I'm only here because they hypnotized me. And I love this part. Marnie says to him, I thought you were brave. And he goes, come on, this is mom. (laughs) Yeah, he's obsessed with her. He's so scared of her. Yeah. Um, So yeah, Gwen is like, we're going home. 
Um, and again, she's saying all this stuff of like, Marnie, there's so much more involved in this than you understand, which it's like, what, Gwen? Tell us. I know. Tell us. Yeah. We never find out. <laughs> um, so yeah, the mom is like, you're not becoming a witch, Marnie. You're, and she keeps trying to tell her like, you're not a witch. And Marnie's like, I am though, if you would let me be. Like, yes. she's literally trying to tell her like, you're a human. And it's like, she's half, which means she can have powers. It's awful. And like, eventually Marnie reluctantly is like okay fine which like i would literally just run down the street yeah because like, she like, threatens her with a grounding yeah, it's like you're not getting me out of halloween town once i'm there i know like, for anything no sorry like why are kids so scared of being grounded like i get it but it's like well you just have to sit in your room no and like i literally like love our parents with everything but like honestly like I, they would have to hate me for a few years if they wouldn't let me become a witch like sorry i'm becoming a witch i'm becoming a witch yeah it's happening Gwen is trying to get them home, but apparently the bus back is not leaving for like mad long. She argues with this two-headed employee at the bus stop. Which I didn't remember that scene at all. Me neither. Yeah. There's like, I guess they're like Siamese twins. Are they? Yeah, I guess. But like in a magical way. Yeah. They're like and they're like drinking espresso i think or no one of them is drinking espresso the other one's like i hate when you do that i'm up all night (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of funny um but yeah they don't the bus won't be there for a while marnie is delighted gwen is pissed dylan recommends talking to the mayor to help them get back right marnie's like dude she's like gwen's like that's a great idea let's go and gwen doesn't yet know who the mayor is nope we see Calabar's office. And now this is a part that I really didn't remember from watching it in the past. Calabar has like a horrifying bat puppet <laughs> for an assistant. It's like just a toy. And it looks so fake. There's really no way to explain it. So I took a video of it and we'll post it on our yeah. social media because it's bizarre. And I learned that Kimberly J. Brown kept this puppet. So she just has it. Aww. It's like I mean, animatronic. It's a cute thing to have in your house. It just like clearly isn't real. Right. So it's weird that it's like supposed to be real. Like it's like, bah, someone's here to see you. It's like, what are you? it's kind of amazing so um gwen comes into calabar's office and it's very clear that like they used to fuck or like do something yeah they used to get it on yeah calabar is like gwen like it's it's been a long time they're not like hiding it in front of the kids at all no it's so obvious and calabar hands her a wilted rose and it blooms before her eyes and this frame this shot of calabar doing this very important in the Halloween Town cinematic universe. Yes, it's a it's a classic scene. I feel like it was in like the trailers, and also it comes back in the sequel. Like they show this yes. exact shot, and also it must be because I've seen the sequel because I got such an ominous feeling when I saw it. I was like, "That's oh. a dark image." No, exactly. And this is what's actually so cool about the fact that I had seen the second one all the way through before I'd ever seen the first one all the way oh, through. Oh, really? Yes. So like, Maybe that was me too. When yeah. I saw that frame, like. It was like it was that cool thing of when you're little and you like don't have the full story. Everything but you're like is more interesting. Learning with context, you're like, yeah. okay, that must have been the bad guy. Like it's cool. Um, so no, this frame like it is like effective. It's iconic. Yeah. yeah, it is iconic. So and he does that, and then Gwen is like, "You always did let your magic do the talking." She's like, "Ew," and he says, "You used to like it, or did you forget that part?" It's like the stop kids like- are like, "Uh, we're here." I know. It's like. I know it's hilarious like Dylan's like what's going on or he's like I don't know it's like funny and okay so he tells her he's like you know like how long are you in town like we should go check out the river sticks cruise and check out our old haunts which like this movie has so many puns I know which I don't like yeah um and Gwen's like okay no actually I need your help leaving mm-hmm. town yep I was hoping you could help and then do you remember this part Nora a human pincushion walks in <laughs> yes i'm like how is this magical i know but yeah she basically tells the mayor that 
um, he has to like help with, I don't remember what it is. He has to like help with some kind of mayor task Yeah, and he has to go urgently. And so he kind of says like, I have to do this, but I'll be back and I'll help you get back once I'm done with this. And they're right. like, okay. Right. Um, and yeah. then cut to the next scene and Luke is bullying Aggie, which like, give, what gives this little punk the right to bully this ancient witch? It's so so rude and presumptuous and he's being like i know who's causing the trouble and you can't take them on and aggie's like whatever punk he's like this person they want the talisman so like you should probably just give it to them and Mm -hmm. luke is really giving like killer that can't stop bragging about his crimes yes because he just like can't stop talking about how he's like working with the evil bad guy yeah and aggie's like okay like if this entity is so powerful like why is he hiding like Mm -hmm. if he wants this talisman like he's gonna have to like take it from himself like can you take me to this this being that's so powerful and um you know sophie and marnie and crew are still back at calabar's office and sophie's thing is kind of like looking out the window being like observant and like Mm -hmm. she's just very like aware of she's very awesome yeah so she's looking out the window and she sees like luke with aggie and she gets a bad feeling and she's like grandma needs help yeah so they, like, run out of Calabar's office, um, and, you know, Gwen obviously, like, chases after them. So Aggie follows Luke into the closed Forever movie theater, mm-hmm. and there's people in the seats, like, <laughs> sitting facing the screen, but they've, like, turned to statues. Yeah. And I just love that this powerful being is trying to like disguise where he is. And so he put up a sign that says movie theater closed forever. It's like, it's not subtle. Like people are going to be like, huh? People are going to be like, what? Like renovations? <laughs> like, clo- uh, just close forever. Yeah, it's oh not like being torn down. Just, just close forever. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't come in here. Okay. Promise. <laughs> promise. <laughs> I know. It's so true. Uh. It's so true. And this shadowy figure comes out of the movie theater screen where with like kind of like a creepy greenish face. Yeah. And he has like a black cloak. Yeah. And like long, like creepy fingers, like almost like claws. Yeah. Um, and he says, welcome to my museum. And basically these people in the seats are like his army of like frozen minions. And I guess they're like just there to do his bidding, like mm-hmm. whatever he decides he wants to do, which like we don't really know. Yeah. They're going to like help him do it. Yeah. Um, And he's like, as he's giving his like villain speech, Luke is there like adding little bits of commentary here and there, like, yep, that's right. Yeah. In a huge way, like stuff like that. <laughs> and finally, um, the shadow figure is like, hush. Yeah. Enough. Yep. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. And here's the thing that everyone needs to remember powerful people that are assholes, they just use you. So even if you're like, well, I'm in with this powerful person, you mean nothing to them. So just don't be with them because you feel like oh it's gonna give me status it's i feel important to this person you're not so it's like embarrassing for luke yes and it's like you're disposable like if he yeah. needs to like, kill you or sacrifice you like he will so the shadowy figure starts demanding the talisman from aggie he's, he's like never <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and he starts like shooting bolts of like electricity yeah. at and she keeps dodging them until yeah. <laughs> this part is amazing so she's dodging and one of these bolts hits one of the like frozen people and they get catapulted into the movie screen and they disappear down like a black hole and luke's like whoa (laughs) he's like i didn't know that happened and this part really reminds me of um casper meets wendy there's like a vortex thing that like they get like sucked into that movie is so important to me yeah that's so good hillary duff hillary duff um but yeah it looked like that it looks ridiculous 
Casper's so cute. I'm just thinking about that little ghost. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> and Hilary Duff is so cute in that movie. Like, I know, her little, like, red hat. I know. And, like, think of Hilary grown up. Like, her voice is cute enough already. I and know. then her being, like, 10, it's like, I can't stand it. I it's know. Too she's cute. so adorable. Truly. So, Marnie and Gwen burst into the, into the movie theater. And Gwen tries to do a spell on Luke. She says something about powers, but then he becomes covered in flowers. Yeah. Because her magic's a little rusty, I guess. Yeah. So the shadow figure ends up successfully zapping with these like electricity bolts, both Gwen and Aggie. Mm -hmm. And they both become like frozen. Yeah. And Luke's like, you said they would be safe. So we get the idea that like Luke, Luke is in over his head. Yeah. He doesn't know what this scary being actually wants to do. And it's like, he's like, okay, that's a bit much. Yeah, but it's like, okay, so, like, you were fine with all these other people getting frozen? I know. Like, it doesn't really make sense. Like, I'm kind of like, why are you obsessed with Aggie? Yeah, and it's kind of because he's obsessed with Marnie, to be honest, because he's so rude He's to- obsessed with her, right? Like, he doesn't know her, and he's, like, acting like he's, like, had a crush on her for years. I think it's very much that thing of, like, new cute stranger in my town around my age. Yeah. I'm obsessed with them. It's like, you don't know them. You, don't- <laughs> you really don't. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Because you're right. I think he just, like, heard Aggie had a granddaughter, like, his age. And then as soon as he saw her, he was, like, love. He's, like, that's my girl. Yep. So, uh, yeah, basically, their mother and grandmother are frozen before their eyes. And Dylan is, like, let's go. Like, we're going to get zapped. And yep. Marnie is, like, reluctant to leave them. But Aggie, even though she's, like, freezing, she can still speak a little. And she's, like, go. She's, like, go. <laughs> go. It's, like, oh, my God. Scary. Very scary. So they go. Yeah. And um, the kids decide that what they need to do to save their mother and grandmother is finish the task of getting the witch's brew ingredients yes. to make the talisman glow. Yes. So then we go. So they have to get the ingredients. So the first ingredient they have to get is the hair of a werewolf. <gasps> and I loved this scene growing up. They're in a beauty salon. Yeah. The werewolf is like a gay stereotype. Well, no, no. I realize he is doing an Austin Powers impression. He keeps oh. being like, yeah, baby. I'm oh. like, what in the world? Okay, I don't know Austin Powers enough. That's fair. Um, Okay, iconic. So yeah, he's like this like really... But he is kind of a gay stereotype as well. Yeah. He's both. Um, And he's just, he's a hairdresser. And so they come in and they're like, Marnie's like, can I get a, a job here? And he's like, uh, no. And then she like takes a, I guess a hairdryer and it like, but it's like it's a blow torch. It's like a flamethrower. Yeah. Like it like, it's like fire comes out of it. Yeah. And then she like pretends she doesn't know how to turn it off. So he's distracted. He's like, oh my God, oh my God. And then Dylan shaves a part of the back of his head to get yes. the hair. And then he goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he werewolf howls. Yeah. So they have their first ingredient. Um, The beauty parlor is so funny though. Like someone is, reading vampire fair yeah and then um the werewolf when he's doing someone's hair he's making it like huge and pink and purple and it like looks really awful and he says this is really gonna split your ends and bring out those roots baby because <laughs> they have different beauty standards this than scene us. is um like if i one qualm i have with this movie is there isn't like enough attention to detail in halloween town like sometimes I'm like why is it just like a pumpkin like pay more <laughs> attention like put more into this yeah but this scene like it's a really well like fleshed out they thought about everything that's in the salon it's creepy like i thought this was like a very good scene and now they need their next ingredient which is ghost sweat so they decide to head to the gym and there's people that fully just have dog masks on so i guess they're the dog people not attention to detail and then there's that crazy man that you sent me the picture of oh my god yeah again we're gonna put a picture of this on social media because there's no way to describe (laughs) how funny this man we can't even talk about him like what do we say amazing like 
Oh, he's like I'm, lifting weights. Yeah, and he just has like a huge head. It's like prosthetics or a mask, and like so he's so iconic. like it's. Oh, I really wish that you could see it right now. But so go we'll to put, our social yeah. media. Oh, also we should say about the social media. We're not the decom boom. We're just, just decom, decom boom. boom. So if you want to follow us, decom boom. Drop the the. So yes. They're at the gym. There's people with dog masks doing aerobics. And they see a man getting into a sweat box, which well, is- he's not a man. He's a ghost. Oh, sorry. He's a ghost. <laughs> he's fully translucent. He looks he looks like a regular man, though. Just yeah. translucent. Yes. Yeah. But he is a ghost. Yeah. And he's getting into this thing that kind of looks like a fridge with a head hole, but it's hot. Yeah. And he's wearing a red top hat. And uh, he's in there, and Marnie, like, cranks up the heat to, like, make him sweat faster and Dylan starts, it's weird because they don't even really need to distract this man because he's just in a sweat box. Yeah, he doesn't seem that like bothered by, that the kids are there. He's just kind of like, he's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Dylan starts telling him like random trivia facts. But then Sophie starts pretending to be a ghost, which he starts being like, that's offensive, kid. That's yeah. a stereotype. Yeah, she's doing a stereotype of a ghost. It's actually very rude, Sophie. Like, yeah. Don't do that in front of a ghost. <laughs> it's like, have it's some like Aggie respect. already told you that's not how they sound. Yeah. And. Marnie, meanwhile, holds a vial under the ghost's nose and a drop of sweat gets in. Yeah. Did you know ghosts could sweat? No. Me neither. And I don't think that they can. Me neither. Also, when he gets out of the sweat box, he's thin now. He's skinny. Yeah, I guess he sweated out all his toxins. Yeah, before he was rotund. And now his voice is also <laughs> higher and squeakier. <laughs> huh. That doesn't happen. Yep, don't Maybe know it's about a ghost, that. though. I'm not sure. So next, we have to go to the dentist for vampire fang. I love this scene as a kid, too. Yeah, it's a little magical. Um, so there's a vampire getting a tooth extracted by the dentist. Marnie casually is like in there being a dental hygienist. And I'm like, well, how, how is this getting by? Like, how is everyone just like, oh, this child, that's a dental hygienist. Like, of course. I know, because she gets the tooth so easily. Yes, and yes. It's also funny because you can see when they pull out the vampire's fang, you can see very clearly like the black like paint that they put on her real tooth to make it look <laughs> yeah. like she has a hole there. It's like, that's just her tooth right there. <laughs> So yeah, they now have all the ingredients that they need for the witch's brew. Yep. Um, and Benny, the skeleton cabbie, pulls up and offers them a free ride back to Aggie's house. Yep. And Dylan's like, yeah. But then Sophie is like, Dylan, no. She can sense that the bad thing is in the car. Is in Benny. Yeah. yeah. And Benny, when they're like, oh, actually, I think we're, we're fine. He gets hostile. Yes. Grabs Dylan's shirt. Yeah. And then Sophie sicks a random normal dog on him. Yep. It's like, yeah. oh, there's just a normal dog in Halloween town. You yeah. have your dog men, you have your dogs. Yeah. And then Benny's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I hate dogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they do get back to their grandmother's house. I guess they walk and they now have all the ingredients. Mm -hmm. So they, they pour the witch's brew into the talisman, but they need like a spell to activate it. And Marnie can't remember her grandma's spell. And, yeah. and she, Dylan is like, why wouldn't you write it down? Which is a good point. And Marnie says, it was Old English or Welsh or something. I mean, give me a break. I can't remember Agua. And I did look it up and because I was curious if it actually was like Welsh or yeah. Old English. And because we'll say a little bit of the spell in a second. But I found a Reddit thread. The Reddit thread, this seems to be horribly mangled and mispronounced Middle Welsh taken from the oldest Welsh book, which is still in existence. The Black Book of Carmarthen. Um, and specifically, it comes from a book called The Verses of the Graves, which is essentially a list of graves of famous Welsh warriors and kings. And oh. the spell, does it does kind of work. So, like, the spell that they eventually say, it's like, Beti March, Beti Githir. And that translates to, like, Grave of March, Grave of Githir. So, I think they actually oh. did, like, put some Welsh in here for kicks. Huh. But so, yeah, Marnie's attempts to remember the spell are a total flop. Yeah. But Sophie, like, <clears throat> knows it. 
completely. Yeah, but she she takes so much time to say that she knows it. Like, you guys are on a time crunch. She's, like, just standing there silently for, like, a couple minutes, like, and then she's, like, I'm yeah. like, you knew it the whole time. Like, girl, speak up. Like, I know. Your mom and your grandma are frozen. Like, if you have the info, come forward. And, you know, I think that's the little sister thing of, like, she didn't, she thought that her older sister would have it unlocked. True. And then she was like, oh, shit, it's up to me, Marty. Okay. True. I do that all the time with you. I just think Sarah's got it. <laughs> and then you're like, wow, she doesn't? Okay, I guess I have to step up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're like, okay, wow, good job, Sophie. You know the, you know the spell. Mm-hmm. And... At first, it's, like, not really working, even when they're saying the spell. But then Marnie remembers what her grandmother told her, which is you just have to want something and let yourself have it. So she's like, let's just, like, really believe we can do it. And then the talisman lights up. It works. And then Marnie says, like, I did it. I mean, we did it. I'm like, girl, like, Sophie did so much. Like, yeah, it's, like, barely for her props. even we. Like, it's we in the sense that, like, because they say a lot in this movie that, like, the more Cromwell's, the better. Like, your magic is stronger together. But it's like, really? Without Sophie, you would have been totally screwed. I know. So it's like, give her her props. I know. So now that they have the talisman lit, they go back to the movie theater, and they're trying to, like, point it at their mom and grandma to, like, unfreeze them, and it's not working. They're also, like, so calm. I would be, like, hysterically crying, like, Mom, like, Mom, are you Don't die. Like, I would not be keeping it together, especially as a 13-year-old. I know. they're she's the oldest of the bunch. They're, like, not stressed at all. No, they're like, oh, why is it working? And then Marnie remembers something that Aggie told her, which I don't even remember her saying this, but about like installing the talisman. Yeah. And she's like, okay, like installing it. Like, where would I install it? And then she remembers that her grandmother had said earlier, mortal see, mortal do. Mm-hmm. And she says to Dylan, when it's dark on Halloween, where do you put the candle? Mm-hmm. And she knows that she needs to put this thing in the giant jack-o'-lantern. Yes. Yes. So she's like walking there with her siblings and then Luke pulls her aside and he's like, yeah. don't do this. It's a trap. He's yep. waiting for you. And Luke, yeah, like you kind of mentioned this earlier, but he feels bad because he's like, I didn't think that he was going to freeze your mom and your grandmother. But then the whole sky turns gray mm-hmm. and basically this dark figure like appears in the sky. And it's like, I want to, first of all, end this exile where Mm. us monsters have to be away from humans like we need to take back our world and like basically be evil yeah and everyone's like oh, oh. Yeah. i know i like how he's like we need to like reclaim being evil like he likes that they're I know. a little spooky because halloween is very like wholesome he has like a weird point in a way of just like mortals don't force these little goblins and ghouls to this weird town like no let them live with you i completely agree most of them are kind i know i actually like do think he has a point he does have a point yeah and that's sort of like the through line of all halloween town movies is like somebody's like we shouldn't be like subjugated yeah and And everyone's like you're evil and i'm like are they like i think that the mortals like why are you guys banishing like why do we get like all the land and they get like a little town a little town like they're more powerful than us i know yeah no it's like not cool um but like it also is sort of giving maga that he's like we need to return to our glory days i know he's like make make, make monsters great again. great again yeah but like <laughs> otherwise i see his point yeah um and then his mask his like shadow mask does disappear and we do see that he is in fact calabar yeah yeah he's the mayor, mayor. yeah yeah and everyone's like <gasps> dylan says i can't believe mom dated that guy it's very real that, like, the politician turns out to be the evil one. Absolutely it is. I know, actually. Nice touch, Disney Channel. Yeah. I like that. Um, and then Calabar starts talking to the crowd about how he's also, like, standing on top of City Hall. He starts talking about how they need to stop the one person who would stand in the way of this mission. And he says the half-human. 
and he's talking about Marnie and he sees Marnie's red cloak walking through the crowd. Um, or I guess it's really like, it might be her grandmother's cloak that she yeah. borrowed. I don't know, but it's like that red cloak. What I got to say though, yeah, as if you're a grown man and you're feuding with a 13 year old, you got to do some self-reflection. Yes. It's like, why in every spooky movie is like their enemy like 15? I know. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Harry Potter. It's like, why are you guys, if you guys are so powerful, why does a little kid scare you so much? That's so humiliating for them. Yeah. So yes, Calabar is looking at Marnie walking through the crowd or Marnie's cloak walking through the crowd and he's like, stop. And he chases her and freezes her. But spoiler alert, it was actually Luke wearing her cloak yes. to sacrifice himself for her yes. to distract Kyle Barr so Marnie could get to the pumpkin with the talisman. And that's on growth. Yes. Men, you can change just like Luke changed. You can change by throwing yourself in front of a powerful warlock spell for your girl. Learn, grow. Learn. So now Calabar sees her and she did get to the pumpkin, but she like hasn't installed it yet. She's like got one arm over the mouth of the pumpkin. Yeah. And Calabar does zap her and she sort of like uh, deflates. Like, oh, yeah. But she's not totally frozen. She's just uh, weakened. Weakened. Yeah. Yeah. And she still has one arm hanging inside of the pumpkin. And Calabar, like, okay, he's not super subtle. He goes, the power of evil is stronger than good. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> got it. Cool, um, cool. But so Marnie is like, I can't give up. And she drops the talisman into the pumpkin and it lights up. Yep. And the theater where all the frozen people are is flooded with light and everyone starts waking up. Yep. Even Miss Gwen and Miss Aggie. They're alive. They're alive. And they like come out and they're like hugging their kids. And Calabar is like, kind of weakened i guess by the like li the light returning yeah. but he's still alive and gwen is like why calabar yeah and he's like giving incel he's like you could have been with me but instead you chose to be with a mortal i know and it's like bro like you're still like hanging on to your high school girlfriend it's like move on yeah it's been at least 13 years yeah. like dude get over dude. it that's really embarrassing for you yep he then zaps um, the talisman from Marnie's hand into his hand. So yep. he has the talisman. But then Aggie and Gwen hold hands and start kind of like murmuring some like chants mm -hmm. under their breath at him. And Dylan is like starting to like get really annoyed that this man is like targeting his family and his fingers start like having some electricity. Like I guess he has some powers but too. Wasn't it a thing in later movies that yes. Dylan didn't have powers? I think it is because in the second and third the thing is like he doesn't have any powers. Yeah. So I'm like, huh? Yeah, they didn't really Yeah. Set that up for okay. success. Um yeah. So basically like, you know, Marnie and Sophie are like, yes, like our magic is stronger together. So they all join hands and start like humming basically. Um and they have Dylan's hands too at this point because they're like, oh, Dylan might have a little something, something to contribute. Yeah. But it's not really working. And Marnie is like, Dylan, you have to actually believe because he's still if skeptic. You just believe. But then he does believe, at least for a second. Yeah. And guess what? Calabar screams no and disappears. LOL. No! <laughs> they defeat him just with the power of magic and love. You were the most powerful warlock in all of Halloween Town, and you got beat by an old lady, a mom, and <laughs> who her hasn't three, practiced magic in years. Yeah, and her three little kids. That's so embarrassing for you, bro. Dude, I thought Dude. you were. I thought you were so powerful. Dude, that's literally embarrassing. Yeah, it, it's not like satisfying at all. To be no, honest, no, it's it's not. No. 
and everyone celebrates. And Marnie like apologizes to her mom, which I it's know. like, Marnie, you shouldn't. I know. She should apologize to you. Yes. But the mom, it is kind of sweet. She's like, oh, Marnie, you're everything I could have hoped for a dot in a daughter and more. And it's like, yeah. okay, cute. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. So Dylan is still in denial that he has powers. He like thinks it's a dream or whatever. Blah. Um, and then Marnie does go over to talk to Luke. Oh, yeah. And um, so now we actually see the real Luke now that Calabar's magic and spells are all undone. So Luke does have like a really big nose and big ears because he is a, a goblin, I guess. Um, I like it because Marnie says, wow, but in like a kind way. Like, I, I'm happy she doesn't act like, what? I barely noticed because yeah. like, it's very noticeable. But yep. she isn't like, oh, she's like, wow, this is the real you, like in a very supportive way, which shows her just amazing nature. I love Marnie. Um, so yeah, Luke is basically like, yeah, like I wasn't even under a spell. The sad thing is like, I only did Calabar's bidding because he made me handsome. Mm, his vanity. I know. And then he's like, and it's stupid because even when I was handsome, I didn't have a shot at a date with you. Oh, and then she kisses him on the cheek. Yes. And then he's like, you know, if you ever come back to Halloween town, Marnie, like look me up. And she's like, okay, I will. And he is in the sequel um i was like when i was a kid i was very in love with no him i was sequel. too yeah. i thought he was so like cool and hot honestly yeah. and i thought he was like he's like a goblin in the second one i was like yeah. i am into him i know it's like i'll say it i'm into a goblin i'll say it uh, yeah so what so what <laughs> so what what are you gonna do so what guys so what like, literally what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> um so then yeah this is the part when gwen then does extend an invitation to aggie gwen is like aggie you need to come live with us and it is that sad thing of like even if she just lives with them for a bit, like she has to stay there for at least a full year with no visits. Um, and yeah, cause Aggie really is all about Halloween town and it's kind of like, I think she will be sad. I know. Yeah. But she was surprised that she was so happy about that. But I know, I know. And then, um, Aggie's like, you know what? This will be great though. Cause Marnie, I can finish your training. And then Gwen is like, no. And it's a classic Disney channel fake out. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to finish her training. And it's kind of like, well, Gwen, but should you? Cause you haven't practiced magic in a lot of years. And Aggie is like practicing every day. Like maybe she should do the training. I think Aggie absolutely should do the training. She's like the bad bitch of Halloween town. Yeah. But that is how the movie does end. Yep. And that's, that's Halloween town. That's Halloween guys. town. Yeah, um, one thing I learned is that the original script for this movie was, I guess, a lot darker because it was supposed to air on NBC. And then they had to, like, revise it for a younger audience, which I I wish I could see I know, I wish they would release that. I know. And one thing the screenwriter said in a 2018 interview with Bustle, quote, I remember a general sequence where they were traveling at night through Halloween Town and it just got really scary. That was, like, from the original script. I'm like, oh, I wish we could see that version. Oh, I wish I could. Yeah. So Halloween Town was written by Paul Birnbaum, John Cooksey, and Allie Marie Matheson. Paul is listed as a writer for all the other Halloween Towns as well. Um, John and Allie both did some writing for Rugrats. So cute. Kind of interesting. Uh, this movie was directed by Dwayne Dunham, who's done some other DCOMs. The 13th year, double teamed, now you see it, right on track, and Tiger Cruise. Wow, a lot. Yeah. The score to this movie is truly exceptional. Oh, so good. Literally so good by Mark Mothersbaugh. He has so many credits, which makes sense. He rocks. Um, Some of his credits include The Royal Tenenbaums, What We Do in the Shadows, which yes. I'm currently watching and am obsessed with, Tiger King. He's a oh big deal. God. He was also the lead singer of Devo, which were an 80s band. And I think you would know their song, Whip It, to be honest. It's not too late to whip it. 
he's right. cool. Yeah. So we do need to talk a little bit about Miss Kimberly J. Brown's love life. I know. Okay. So Should we wait for the second one to do that? Though? I think we can at least mention it. Okay. Because she, this guy obviously isn't in Halloween Town, but she is engaged to Daniel Koontz, who plays Cal in Halloween Town too. Yes. And it's cool because they so cute. didn't like have any chemistry apparently on set. They reconnected like years later. Yeah. And are now engaged and it's super oh, cute. That is so satisfying. Yeah. Um, in terms of what Kimberly is up to now, um, acting wise in 2021, she did have an arc on General Hospital. Nice. Judith Hogue plays the mom. She and Joey Zimmerman, who played Dylan, they're the only two who were in all four Halloween Town movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Judith is still acting. She was in Big Love and she was also in Nashville for several seasons. Oh, like huh. two critically acclaimed shows. Yeah. So Joey Zimmerman, who I mentioned, still acting here and there, but his credits are super sparse. His Instagram says he's a dungeon master in Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, love. Yeah. It's like same. Um, his Instagram <laughs> bio also says weird, creepy emo guy. Okay, love. And he has a girlfriend <laughs> whose Instagram handle is Becky the Bisexual. So like okay, he's doing well. We stand him. <laughs> I love everything you just said. I know. I really want to like share some pictures from his Instagram because he's <laughs> iconic. Um, Emily Roski plays Sophie. She has not acted since Halloween Town High. These movies were basically her only acting, although mm. she was. She played a very small role in this movie, Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain, which I don't know if you ever watched, but I was obsessed with as a kid. I feel like it was a movie I watched with Three Ben. Three Ninjas, High Noon at what? I know. It, I don't know why I liked it so much because it wasn't like my normal brand, but I loved it. Okay. I think we had it on uh, VHS. Um, but okay. one thing I will say about Emily Roski, she uh, goes to the town in Oregon that does the Halloween Town Festival like every year. Oh. Yeah, which is super cute. That's adorable. She's a mom now. Philip Van Dyke, who plays Luke, he hasn't acted since 2004, but he did play young Christopher in an episode of Gilmore Girls once. <gasps> Wait, I remember. I totally remember. Isn't that cool? <gasps> yes, I remember that episode when they show the pregnancy. I need to go back and oh watch God, that episode because I, totally I don't remember, remember it now. Okay, wow. And he was also the voice of Hey Arnold for seasons two and three. Robin Thomas plays Calabar and he's very much still acting. And this didn't click in my mind. Like I didn't realize this until I looked it up. And then I was like, oh, he's on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He plays Greg's dad oh. that she has sex with. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in other stuff too. Yeah, that was the only thing I like knew him from. But he's definitely like very much like a working yeah. actor. <laughs> That's funny. He's done a little yeah. Hallmark Channel recently as well. Okay. Should we rank Calabar and Greg? They're not really a love in- or like Luke and Marnie. I think we should save Luke and Marnie until the second one. Agreed. Okay. Um, Gwen and Calabar, they're not, they're not a love interest. Just, I didn't think there was a love interest. Yeah, there's not this. really a love interest. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite quote? Oh, my, my quote is just the classic. Being normal is vastly overrated. What was yours? Mine is magic is really very simple. All you've got to do is want something and then let yourself have it. Yes. Take that to heart, guys. So here's my spiel on if this movie was a zodiac sign. Okay. You know, I feel like there might be some pressure for me to say Scorpio because people associate Scorpios with like the occult and, you know, Halloween is in Scorpio season, but I'm not going to do it. I'm giving this movie Sagittarius. Because this movie is so unapologetically zany and brash a little bit, just like Sagittarians. Um, Marnie really gives me Sag energy, just like her fearlessness and she's so herself. Um, And Sagittarians also like they live to break tradition. They love to travel. Marnie literally travels to another dimension on a school bus. (laughs) And I think like, you know, this movie on its surface is like about like getting in touch with your roots, your family tradition. However, like both Marnie and her mom, like, did not want to just accept the world that was handed down to them 
uh, by their mothers. They had to find their own way. And that's very Sagittarius. Like they're very skeptical of tradition or just like doing things a conventional way. They're like, I want to find out for myself if that's the best way. They aren't people that will like nix tradition if the tradition really works, but they will, they have to examine and find out for themselves, which this movie really has. I also think so. Sagittarius is one of the most optimistic signs and this movie is really about like you have to believe things will work out in order for them to work out, um, which I think is just huge Sagittarius energy. And I think this movie is kind of like Loki saying like optimism is an underrated life hack and I would recommend it to anyone. Um, and that's huge Sagittarius energy. Love. So yeah. Um, Nora, simply tell me all about your rose and your thorn. Okay, so my rose was really Grandma Aggie because when I, or like just Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Because when I watched this movie when I was little, I was sure the magic existed in uh, the set building, the dialogue, the world building, the plot. But the magic of this movie to me is really her. Mm. She's the part of this movie that feels magical to me. Like the first half of the movie when she comes to see them in the mortal world like with her bag and telling them the story, that felt so magical to me. And the way she carries herself, like she to me is the magic in this movie, whereas I didn't yeah. remember that when I was a kid. No, I totally agree. My Rose... Um, my Rose is the score. I think it elevates the movie a lot and just like takes the magic to the next level. Like similarly to how I feel about the Harry Potter score. It mm -hmm. just like, oh, it love. just takes it up a notch of like, this yes. is going from, I mean, obviously Harry Potter is on a way different scale than this, but like in both cases, I just feel like it takes it from like great to better. Yes. If that makes sense. I totally agree. What's your thorn? Um, I kind of already said this, but I think just that I wish we got more backstory about why Gwen left Halloween Town and why she has such negative feelings. Like, obviously, we know she fell in love with a mortal, but, like, to me, you can fall in love with a mortal and still feel fondness for the place you came from. Yeah. And, like, she really is, like, against magic. So, it's like, why can't they give us, like, a flashback to her younger days or just a, a mention of something bad that happened that made her really skeptical about Halloween Town or really almost, like, afraid of it? Yeah. Um. I, yeah, to me, that was my thorn because I just was confused. I didn't understand. I think it would have made Gwen a more likable character if we knew why she was so hesitant to go back there it's um, like in four movies i don't think we ever get that not that i remember which is so weird mine okay so my first one is sort of silly but like i actually mean it like all the puns like mm. puns are not magical no. puns are not world building like as mindy <laughs> Kaling once said puns are not jokes they're sounds like i don't like all just the little like silly little jokes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but my other one is similar to yours but it's also kind of about like i wish we knew more about calabar's backstory mm. like he knows the mom okay like give me more like what happened there yeah i feel like the central plot point of like evil i'm just sort of like okay it's a little bit like one note to me so should we do our overall rating yeah oh gosh like it, this was really hard right like this movie is yeah. so nostalgia inducing and like holds such a place in our hearts and yeah. it is so charming but it is also kind of insane yeah um and i think i think for me like some of the lack of vision of like what exactly they wanted this world to be was a little less charming as an adult but mm -hmm. that being said like this movie is like campy and i actually love the bad costumes and the bad special effects like that doesn't really bother me that much because i think halloween movies are kind of supposed to be a little campy like sometimes yeah. when they're oh, too polished totally. it doesn't it doesn't yeah. really work um but i still think it was a little all over the place in terms of like the plot being a little underdeveloped and like people's motivations like gwen and calabars being a little underdeveloped but i loved like marnie learning she's a witch and the mother-daughter tensions like there's a lot to recommend it but Listen, I mean, you can love something without thinking it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give this, 
I'm going to give it a B. I don't want to give it any worse, but I can't give it any better. Yeah, that's the exact same score I gave it. Okay. I So it's hard because when I watched it, I did love it. Like, yeah. the thing is with these movies is there's some that we're giving really hard ratings that were like, it was still so fun to watch. It's just because we're watching all of them that like, we have to compare it to like Smart House and yeah. Brink. We can't like, so it's still so good. Again, like what Sarah said, I don't have a problem with the bad special effects. I yeah. just have a problem with the lack of depth in terms of like, we don't know a lot about these people's backstory. Yeah. Something also, because you watched a couple Halloween ones, um, something that really annoys me with spooky movies in general is like, have a more inventive bad thing. Yes. Like I was getting really upset about like, why is it just like evil? And like, like give us something more creative about like why Calabar is doing this. Give us something a little more like weird other yeah. than just like oh the black smoke it like yeah that to me really bums me out with spooky movies i'm like you can do so much cool stuff and it's always just like so basic of like yes. evil and People so get lazy yeah to me like there's parts of this that are a little bit lazy and so yeah i gave it a b as well i completely agree with that but i think all that to say it's october Rewatch it. Rewatch sure. it. It's for so sure. fun. Make yourself like a spooky, dark and stormy or something. Yes. And use our drinking game rules because, yeah, you won't regret rewatching no. this one, especially oh, if yeah. it's been a while since you've seen it. So drink anytime Gwen says mother in an exasperated tone. Drink every time someone says Halloween town. Oh, that's going to be a dangerous one. Yeah. Drink every times. time Sophie saves the day. Drink every time the bad thing is mentioned. Drink every time you see a pumpkin head person. Drink every time Dylan is a skeptic. And guys, that's Halloween Town. We have a lot more October spooky content coming at you. Yes. Please stay with us. Um, yeah. Bye, guys. Happy Monstover. <gasps> <Ooh! laughs>